September 8, 2022, it's a lot from Pedro's show. <laughs>
Watt for Pedro's show. Happy Thursday. Started the show off with uh, one down, one up. John Coltrane live at Newport. Then we had Death Tape Super Bass with Sun Soap Hellmouth. Speaking of which, through the miracle of inventiveness of those Estonian developers with their Skype gift, I got Alex Steinmetz. Welcome aboard, out. Hi, Mike. How are you? And, and uh, the credit we got to uh, for the connect. Uh, my uh, my my friend my friend Graham or I can't remember what uh, what moniker is using, but he runs the less than one net label. Yeah, and uh, so big thank you. Yeah, he just put out a uh, Ukrainian benefit thing, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. He he was lucky enough to include me on that. Yeah, so big thanks to Graham. Yeah, absolutely. Now I want to know about your journey through music. So please bring your earliest musical recollection. My earliest musical recollection. Uh, Remember, you know, it's, it's a lot for Pedro show. There's no hard questions. There's no wrong answers. <laughs> well, you know, my, my sister, my older sisters, uh, were always into like punk bands and stuff. And they would always, uh, you know, I'd always go in their room, look at their CDs and stuff. And, uh, they have it from friends and boyfriends. And, uh, so I, I got into punk music really early and, uh, you know, kind, kind of took off from there. Uh, I, would, I would get their old cassette tapes and mixtapes. And uh, your earliest memory of music is your sister's music. Okay, what about in this pad you grew up? Was there musical instruments? Uh, you know, I think my dad like played acoustic guitar, maybe a little bit. My sister was in band, but no one in the family was, you know, s- super heavy into like album collecting or anything. Uh, well, I meant instruments like playing. Yeah, yeah, the, the not. Not, not, not a ton. I mean, really, just in like the academic sense for my sisters. I, I, I started playing bass guitar when I was uh, when I was when I was in middle school, and and you know took off in bands from there. Uh, well, what about before that? Were you in the marching bi- band or the choir or shit like that? Yeah, you know, I played like upright bass and orchestra when I was in in the fourth grade, but I never practiced much. Did you pick it? How'd you get put on there? Uh, I think they brought a bunch of instruments into school and I thought, I thought bass was the coolest probably because it was the biggest and the lowest and the deepest. In what grade? Uh, uh, I think the fourth grade. Okay. Like 10 years old. And what yeah, was the first that. record you bought with your own money? First record I bought with my own money would have to be, I think it was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And the first gig you went and saw? Uh, Weird Al, I think with my dad. Weird Al Yankovic, right? We don't want yeah, to, Weird Al Yankovic, yeah. yeah. We don't want to confuse him with the other ones. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you made the switch from the stand-up bass to the electric bass? Yeah, you know, me and my friends were getting into, like, skateboarding and punk music in middle school, and I wanted to play in bands because they were already playing in bands. And uh, that was well, kind of playing that was in kind bands, but you were at the school band, right? Uh, no, they were they were starting to play, and maybe in the sixth grade they were starting to play in like little little punk bands. No, in, I was t- I was talking about you. You were playing in a band, but it was the school band. Because I was going to yeah. ask you about after school, not graduating, but in the afternoon, the bedroom band, the basement band, the garage band. Yeah, that's what you guys. So, so what's your first electric bass? I think it was a, it was an Ibanez. Okay, what kind of amp? Jeez, uh, probably a crate, probably probably a little guy. Okay. Yeah, we always, uh, bass guitar players always start with too small of amps. 
Because yeah. <laughs> you need more power people to move low end. Although, they are getting pretty powerful for being small now. Yeah, that's what I hear. The one I'm torn with now, or where was I in April? No, it was in, yeah, it was in April at the Empty Bottle. And uh, the, the speaker box is 40 pounds. It's a 212. <laughs> wow. From a company called Barefaced in England. At 1,200 watts RMS. Now the head from Bergantino in Massachusetts. It's also 1,200 watts RMS, but it's only six and a half pounds. So the whole thing is less than 50 pounds. It's really incredible. And especially with me with a bad knee and all crippled up. <sighs> I like... Uh, the people look at it, though. They can't believe it. They think I brought up some... To- yeah, some crate or something. So <laughs> uh, now... Of course, on the stand-up, they were teaching you at school, right? Yeah. So when you make the switch over to electric bass, do you bring that stand-up bass knowledge on over? Or do you get a, a electric bass teacher? Yeah, I had an electric bass teacher. Uh, I kind of I quit orchestra uh, and just started, you know, bringing bringing CDs into my, to my bass teacher, and he would help me play them on the bass. Okay, and like teach you, kind of, show you how they go, like learn from other people's songs, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how me and Deep Boone learned too. In fact, yeah, in, in the early seventies when we were doing this, that's all anybody did. Nobody wrote their own stuff. We didn't write anybody until we met people in the movement later on in the seven later seventies. So I'm going to ask you this. About bass, did you do composing on it? Uh, you know, I started to write. You know, we called them where we were writing tabs or, or whatever. I, I started writing really simple, sort of three chord things. Uh, when I when I started playing more with my friends, uh, so I started recording. You know, the 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 bass and the power chords. I started I started playing those on tabs and. Soon enough, we were starting tabs. bands in high school. We've got to tell people, tabs is a way of notating music, people. It's kind of a lame system. Yeah. <laughs> it's like kind of terrible. It has hardly any uh, direction on, on rhythm. You know, right, out, exactly. You know what I mean? You just kind of give you little places on an imaginary fretboard and numbers. I, I want to play uh, Storm Chasing. Oh, yeah.
This road wasn't here. This alley wasn't here. The stream became a reservoir. The flood came down the hill past the Catholic Church. This was a stream. It shouldn't be a lake. The bridge is too low. Water can rise past it. Dead branches clog the dam. Sunlight grazes pasture, which was woods, which was a farm, which was a factory. on the old map. We set the clocks back. A different sun rises over a different ridge. I fall asleep and levitate. Trees lift the roof off the house. I sleep with pines. Their branches are sturdy, but unkind. I don't love you anymore. I don't.
right hand keep account The iris of the left eye watches over me The blossoms of the cherry tree The cadence of the melody Embraces me The sequence is begun Riders dismount We'll make a camp here By Jove The gifts passed down to me The mystery Adorned and adored adoration Oh, the creases on my fingers New places on my face Everything accelerates Don't stop yet You'll know when the time is right Trust me Believe me Now night is falling But there's light enough Yet to see The shape of all creation Praise be The ambiguities I knew nothing of this book Chronometricals and horologicals
It's a big old town And I have my regrets I set a flame to the bridge today Oh Jesus, get me back
Watt from Pedro Show. That chunk of music started off with Death Tape, Super Bass, Storm Chase is the name of the tune. Then brand new from Street Axe, X Amount. Brand new Proj, Agro Dolce with Do You Remember the Factory That Burned? Deerhoof, they got a brand new song. My Lovely Cat. Ben Salter from his new record, Counting, Tasmania. So, Kevin, besides the poorest moon, uh, SLW, Bob Bucko Jr., Oh Jesus, and finally, Death Tape Super Bass, the worst version of a bad thing. Okay, so, you're writing songs? I guess we should tell listeners. Power Chords is a rut and a fifth, people. And a lot of the uh, Black Sabbath but way before that, it's kind of a guitar version of Boogie Woogie. Chuck Berry used it. But he they pivot with a six, huh? <laughs> so, uh, because a, lo- a lot of guys I know when they start on bass, they don't really go for chords. They're, they're, they are uh, usually a ostinato, a motif, or a riff, you know? Yeah. But well, Carol Kay, maybe because she comes from the guitar world, you know, in the old days, a lot of people, People switched over because there was more work because no one wanted to rock the bass. So, oh, here's what you do. You learn the chords of the song and then you arpeggiate through them. That's what the right. bass is. Yeah. Instead of, but I think the more common thing is like the bass line, right? You know, I even hear people when, it, if I give them a composition I've done on bass, they call it bass lines. You know, but yeah. whatever. Uh, perception is nine tenths of the law, I guess. <laughs> Whatever they want, but I'm just curious on your 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 uh, meeting there. Now, was it a trio after school? Uh it was. It started one of the first bands I played with, or the first band I played with, was me and three other guys. Quartet. Uh, yeah, it was a quartet for sure, and it was sort of you know I- I- imitation black flag or any of the faster 80s hardcore things and uh does this band have a name yeah that band's name i think was shock fraught i can't remember what it meant did you guys uh, do gigs or was it just a practice band you know i probably played like four four gigs with them before we were over well was the Uh first shock frock shock fraught F-R-O-T. Frot, frot, frot. Yeah. yeah. Shot Frot was the f- first Shot Frot gig, your first gig? For for playing, yeah, definitely. Okay, do you yeah. remember it? Yeah, it was in my friend's basement, and uh, their, our, our sister band let me uh, do vocals on a, on a song, and that was the first time I did vocals. And what was it like? Uh, that that was a lot more exciting to me than playing bass because after that oh, really? I quit playing bass and I started just you know yelling in hardcore bands for so long. So you, you oh you didn't do bass while you were hollering? No no just just I was just doing vocals while the other band played. Okay okay okay, but in shot fright you just did bass. Yeah, but that was over pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. Well, this gig. What, was it just a couple songs? Was it whole set? I think it was a whole set. I think we had maybe a 15-minute set uh, in my friend's basement. And you said you wrote some of the tunes. 
Yeah, I wrote maybe four of the songs, some of the lyrics, uh, but I think most of the lyrics are from the lead singer. Can you remember the first song you wrote for them? Yeah, the first song I wrote was Words, and I think it was called I Hate This Place. And I don't remember much of the lyrics, but I'm pretty sure I lifted them for my next band and like trans, you know, transmogrified them into something else. Now, did Shot Frot ever record? Yeah, I think there's a demo that I'm not on somewhere, but... Well, uh, you never recorded with them? No, I never recorded with them. Okay, so you say it's over quick. There's like four gigs? Yeah, before they kicked me out. They kick you out? Why they kick they you did. out? Uh, I think I was I was kind of a wild kid, and I, I was getting into trouble and maybe not agreeing with everyone. I was probably not, not super agreeable uh, at that point in high school. And a bass player kind of has to be like... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> it's in the fucking Spinal Tap movie, right? Like, he's fire yeah. and he's ice, and I'm like lukewarm shit or something. <laughs> Warm water. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, Derek Small. Um, uh, God, what's his name? He's also s some of the Simpson voices. Oh, uh, is it Hank Azaria? Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer. Right. He had a show here on the radio called Lay Show for many years. It would be out after Joe Frank. It was one yeah. reason to listen to fucking KCRW. NPR station right So, okay, you get kicked out of shot front, but you also said you dug singing for that other band and that made you want to quit bass. Yeah. I wasn't very good at bass either. I'm not a super... Well, yeah, but dex, you got to give yourself your person. time. What, 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 how old are we talking about? Are you still in junior high here or high school? Um, middle school, high school, high school. Okay. I, I was probably... So you're like six, 17, 16 years old, right? Yeah, 15 or 16, yeah. yeah. okay, okay. But you give up on bass. Yeah, pretty much. Not really. Because it's in the fucking name of this current proj. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, semantically, you stay with the bass. So, yeah. uh, what, what happens after Shot Frout? Who do you go to? Uh, I started a punk band called Socially Inept okay. in high school. and uh, Now, it's going to be your band, right? You're the shot caller. You're going to be kicking people out. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we had any lineup changes, but it was uh, a bunch of kids who were like... Well, you uh, could, though. So they just, you put them on notice, right? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I wasn't <laughs> there, so I'm just making this shit up. So uh, now, does this band last longer? Does it do more gigs? Does it do more recording? Do you write yeah, more for, songs? For sure, last longer. Last for about two years, which is pretty long in, in you know high school days. Sure, sure. And, uh, yeah, we recorded a demo, you know, some stuff on cassette that okay. I got at home. How, well, oh, like a little four track, cassette four track? Uh, I think we recorded straight into one mic. Oh, okay. Mono. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, what, and, uh, do you remember the first socially inept gig? The first socially inept gig. Yeah. I think it was in my parents' garage. Okay, so you moved from the basement to the garage, and how'd this yeah. one go? How'd this one go? That one went pretty good. I think there. I th I think my amp almost got, or the amp I had lent to my guitarist almost got broken by another band. Because you're 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 just lead singer, right? You're not working any instrument. No, no, but I think I think someone had my bass at that point. I think someone was using my bass. Okay, in the band. Yeah. Okay, and using the crate. 
Yeah. Okay. Now, what happens to this band? Uh, that band, you know, we played some church shows. We played some, or like, you know, church basement shows. Uh, we played some some local suburban venue shows. And then, and then we broke up near the end of high school because everyone's going to college. Right, right. Uh, I didn't go to college, but I formed one one last punk band, I think, before I was, uh, uh, you know, do, doing less doing less punk stuff and doing more electronic stuff. You know, in seventies punk, there was a lot of electronic. Yeah, uh, throbbing gristle. Yeah, throbbing gristle uh, and you know suicide were kind of my suicide. Even uh, Nervous Gender called themselves synth punk. Right. Okay. You and like see screamers. Them a lot. They were, and scream. I don't know if they did, but I know for sure Nervous Gender said synth punk. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just meant screamers. Screamers, no. I think screamers yeah. just said punk. Yeah. Because they started off as a singing group, right? Tupperwares. Right. And actually, the mentors are their first band. And then they right. get the electronic guys. But uh, what I'm trying to say is... Uh, I don't even think there was some bands didn't have any instruments. There was a right. cat named Zev. In fact, there was a cat there in Chicago who took care of Zev in his last days because of the cancer. Mm -hmm. And this guy would just hang pieces of metal and right. be all uh, percussive and, and, and violent with it and almost get killed by this shit. Yeah. So but it's trippy when I hear things like this. Oh, I had my punk band and now I'm at my electronic band. Right. Like punk is a, well, I guess it is a genre. I always think of it more of a state of mind, right, than a style of music. Because there's so, I come from the place where punk had so many ways of doing it. Definitely, yeah. I guess these were more can, like hardcore. I'm bands. not trying to say you're wrong or anything. No, you're to, no. Okay, I totally okay, get what you're okay, saying. Okay, okay, you understand. Okay, so maybe yeah. the listeners too get a little bit of that. I'm not trying to be right here, people. I'm just trying to. It, it's a trippy thing, you know. In, in those days, the semantics were really important because. For one, being a Pedro guy, that word punk was a guy who got fucked in jail for cigarettes. We couldn't believe anybody called their music that. Yeah. <laughs> for another thing, it was a real big deal in those days about how you were labeled. And I think we're a little looser on that these days. There's oh, still labeling and stuff, but I think we are a little more loose as far as identity and tribal and like just won't even give something a shot without listening, you know. There was a lot of that shit in those days where you would dismiss stuff right off the bat without even hearing it. Right. Just because, you know, disco sucks. Why? You can't dance? <laughs> like you hate the village people? You don't like the way they're dressed? All right. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you, you know, I, so I, that, that's why I bring that up. Now. Just tripping on it. Um, so this, this third band is called what? The third band was called Happiness. Whoa. See a little evolution of the band name thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now was, this uh, is your band, or is this one you joined? This was a, a third band that I formed. Okay. Okay. Well, I thought I thought you joined the first. You you actually? Oh, first sorry. This was the, the third one? band, and I formed it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And did these guys do gigs? Did they record? Yeah, we recorded like a a, a ten song demo, I think, or a ten song self titled album. And, and how would you say it's different? Than the other two bands. Well, you're the lead singer, man, so it's kind of like the second band? Yeah, kind of. This was out of high school, so it was a little bit noisier. It was uh, a, <laughs> little, a little bit faster. That's funny, because people might think that the earlier band might be noisier. 
Okay. The, the... <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, you know, what is noise? I think John Cage said something like, you try to talk to somebody, and even though there's a beautiful Mozart thing going on in the background, it's noise. Because <laughs> it's right. Of, you're, you're spieling stuff. And uh, Do you remember the first gig that To Happiness played? Uh, yeah, I think it was at some venue in Chicago uh, proper. And it, I think it was at Locked Out. It was, it, how, how there was you, a stage. I remember that. Okay, and how would you say happiness was different than uh, socially inept? Uh, I think the lyrics were a little less, uh, you know, in my mind at the time, they were less amateurish. And and, and, Lock, you're, and you're the wordsmith, right? So you're evolving lyric-wise? Yeah, and th they were definitely more introspective and sort of, uh, angrier, you know, admittedly. Well, the, that phase of uh, life too, huh? Right, exactly. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's very, very okay. Okay. Uh, we're at the end of the first hour. Uh, September 8, 2022, Dishwap Pedro Show special guest, Alex Steinmetz. Hold tight for hour two. September 8, 2022, it's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
wild monkey bites brutality. The wild monkey bites brutality. The wild monkey bites brutality. A wild monkey appears.
from Pedro Show. We start off the second hour, Death Tape Super Bass with Fog Rising. Then Sam Bennett out of Tokyo via Birmingham. Ah, yes, Sun Ra was from, Sonny Blatt was from Birmingham, Alabama. And then, but he does his music thing in Chicago. Fletcher right. Anderson. Yeah. Oh, so you, you read the John Zwed book, Spaces Place? He's really good. No, I, I haven't read it. Okay. Uh, but it's really interesting. He was on the South Side there, like working strip clubs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Sunrise incredible. Yeah. His story is pretty amazing. Uh, one time, me and Raymond Pettibone, he's doing some, it's uh, a club in New York City. And Raymond had a show and it was awkward and shit. So we go down the street and he's doing this trippy ass version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And we're all bourboned up. We end up in a fucking conga line with him. <laughs> I know. Okay. Sir Nazuch, Zuch. Yeah. Excuse my uh, Croatian. Well, I think this might still Yugoslavia. It's, the, in the, it's eponymous, right? The name of the song is the name of the band. Eli Winter, Chicago Cat, last dude I had on the show a couple days ago. Uh, Davidin in threes. Let's go to space from Northern Jaw. That's uh, SoCal. Strong with each other. Alex Paxton with Corn Crack Dreams. And finally, Death Tape Super Bass. Welcome. Okay, so what what makes happiness fold up? Uh, I think members moved on to different stuff. Oh, same. Oh, so, sort of like socially inept, except that was uh, just graduating high school. Yeah, it's almost like there's a common theme here where people are. Right, uh... right. <laughs> so maybe no, because... I'm guessing that Death Tape Super Bass is kind of man alone. Yeah, it's it's a solo effort. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so maybe this is the way things were leading to. You yeah, don't definitely. have to deal with that shit. Like John Coltrane, when he got, you know, he was finding, following all these chords. So, you know, uh, kind of bothering his improvising. He, I'm not. I'm just going to stay in one chord. Yeah, I mean, you can you can play every day if you play if you play alone. Okay. Okay. Right, we should be pracking alone anyway. But yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So, so t is Death uh, Tape Super Bass the next proj after the Happiness? Roughly, you know, there's like some, there's there's some solo tapes and there's some so one-off. You're monikers. talking about uh, under oh. Alex Steinmetz? Yeah, or under I I played under a bunch of names early on. You know, noise musicians just love to have different. So, so if, if, here's the arc I'm thinking. Bass, lead singer, and now, what's what's the when you say noise? I mean, lots of things are capable of that. Right. <laughs> I would say early on, I started yeah. off doing more like tape manipulations on. on ah, so, uh, like okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, like Polito. Yeah, you know, I you was You know what really I'm talking in... about, Polito? That song on fucking uh, the dinosaur record? Oh, no, I'm not, I don't know that one specifically. Okay, there's a song, the last song, I think it's the second dinosaur album, and it's Lou Barlow, and it's yeah. his solo song, and he's like overdubbing on two cassette decks, so the hiss is like bigger than the sound and shit. Right. Is that, is that what you do? You, you use this, uh, uh, tape I... recorder as an instrument? A little bit. I would use I would use eight tracks, kind of like Aaron Dillaway. I was really into Aaron Dillaway. Oh, so okay, yeah, straight, he's been on the show. Copying. He's a really yeah. interesting guy. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so I would I would use eight tracks and then like I think I one time I recorded an alarm clock and I just kept duplicating the tape until like it inverted and the hiss became louder than the than content the actual, yeah right than the actual beeping so it, it's it, it, the 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 beat switched between the the empty noise being being the thump right 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 the syncopation yeah yeah takes a cue off another source and then and that's you know a, that's a trip because it's kind of something you set up and then you just see how nature and physics result in the answer right yeah that's a trip you, you just get it in motion get like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a Cajun kind of thing. You set it up. That's as, almost as important as the actual execution. Yeah, exactly. And that was, I was getting really into process and still am. And You know what? I found some stuff that. on uh, YouTube.com. I want to play this. Uh, it's a short one. It's like, reminding me of Minuteman. It's called Dirt.
Pedro Show. That chunk of music started off with Death Tape, Super Bass, Dirt. Name of the tune. North yeah. Suka after that with Don't Do the Charleston. God damn. Then Tragic Assembly out of uh, Chapel Hill. Sounds fine. Plus Dog Plus with Loneliness Screening. Rubber O Cement with Cardio Foam Begins to Pulse Out. Pancreatic Irritations, Pile Style. What a fucking title. <laughs> Ott, out of Texas with unfreezing Trump, Leo. Pardon, French-speaking people. I didn't mean to ruin the language. Ray Shin with 8-Ball. And finally, Death Tape Super Bass, Sun Lamp. So, Death Tape Super Bass, does, do, you, do you have any performances? Or, or is it like just coming up with... You know, you're finding your voice. You know, it started off as just like a bedroom thing. Yeah, recording, Uh, okay. I've played, I've, under Death Tape Super Bass, under that specific moniker, I've only played once. Wow! Um, And that was more recently, but I've been So all the other time, all the other time, it was just to produce, like, the Steely Dan thing. Yeah, it was just like uh, uh, recording for, like, seven years, just kind of uh just just recording at home on, on onto the computer and uh tell me about process uh, for composing you got a, a notebook of lyric 
or musical ideas or picture scheme uh, schematics or um well like these days it's it really is just uh i, I record everything and then about you know a, a 30th of it or a hundredth of it actually make it onto the album um so i'm just always recording and just always improvising and a lot and, of editing and a lot of editing uh, yeah okay so you start out with too much and then you okay you thin the herd right interesting yeah well like if you're w woodworking right if you remove that wood you can't put it back so it's good to start off with too much right yeah exactly a totem pole and, and stuff what about titles titles are always last i mean uh you know it's so different from when i did vocals in bands because i i don't really focus on narrative or i think there's one track i sent you where i'm doing uh where i'm speaking yeah. but just about none of it has my voice in it it's all it's all synthesizer but so. i, I uh, i've had guests on they use written language right to, like script their music even though there's no lyrics yeah i i'd say sometimes it's just what sounds good it's it's something that's usually personal to me i don't none of it's super uh i i think going to be relevant to the listener i think you can kind of take to take what you get from it just because i uh, i don't it's it's usually something that means something to me but uh isn't very apparent in the music in terms of the titles now did you ever get into synthesizers yeah, I play modular synthesizers, oh, okay. so it's pretty much all, all I'm using these days. Okay, okay, okay. So, But yeah. you never went the route of the keyboard, the fake keyboard Casio uh, thing? Or did no, you? I, I started getting way way more interested in, like... Because when I hear modular, to me, yeah. it's, for some reason, it sounds more pure synthesizer. These other ones with the keyboard, it's like they're trying to fake. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like you, 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 you tied them down to a, a certain purpose. And they, they, they don't they, they don't seem to be as free. Yeah, have you ever heard this lady, uh, Delia Derbyshire? Yeah, of course. She was really against synthesizers, but she was an right. electronic music. She, right? She thought it should all be done with tape. Yeah, exactly. And oscillators. Yeah. Yeah. So, Graham and I were lucky enough to work with uh, Delia Derbyshire Day, and we there was a little online game they created. Oh, that's right. They have a, a kind of a festival or something, right? Yeah, yeah. They Cozy had a little Fanny Tootie was talking about that. Oh, right on. Yeah, with one of the Throbbing Gristles uh, people. Yeah. I, I, you know what? We're at that point again. We're at the end of the second hour. Well, not again. <laughs> but we are at the end of the hour. <laughs> it's the second hour. September 8, 2022 edition. Watt from Pedro Show. Special guest Alex Steinmetz. Hold tight for hour three. September 8, 2022, it's the third hour of the Lot from Pedro Show.
Just our common enemies work together to make us better and a situation.
away from my window, go away from my door, go away, away, away from my window and bother me no more, and bother me no more. I'll send you back your letters. I'll. Send you back your ring, but I'll never forget my own true love as long as songbirds sing. As long as songbirds sing. I'll go tell all my brothers, tell all my sisters too. That the reason why my heart is broke is on account of you. Is on account of you. Go on your way, be happy. Go on your way and rest. But remember, dear, you are the one. Go away from my window. Go away from my door. Go away, away, away from my bedside and bother me no more. And bother me no more.
preview show. We started the third hour off with. Uh, oh yeah, this is another uh, proj. Tell harmonium. Yeah. Continuum sweeps, and then hot pursuit of happiness. That's Tom's new proj. Individual like you. Saint Hubert's key with who chooses. Miriam Gendron out of Quebec. Go away from my window. Sounds like a, a lyric Bobby Dylan song. It ain't me, babe, right? Go away from <laughs> my window. Take what you... That's a, that's a brainwash. <laughs> some indoctrination on what when he's born. And then finally, death tape super bass with electric. So so enlighten me to this uh, tele, teleharmonium. Teleharmonium is me and my friend uh, Jan Yurchak. Yeah. Or, uh, and he's, he starts, he mostly uses, uh, uh, piano on that project, but he's more of like a hip hop beat maker type guy. Okay. And what's the process? You guys, do you trade files or do, are you in the same room? For Tell Harmonium, we traded files because okay. that was, I think that was during COVID and also we're in two different states. Ah, where's he at? He's in Philly. Okay. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay. Just a little bit away, but enough. <laughs> trade some file. Bill Nace, Philadelphia. Uh, let, let me ask you this. who go, It's an improvised proj. Yeah. Who goes first? Or who decides who's going to go first? Or do you take turns? I think we took turns on this one. And, uh, how, and how did you meet each other? Uh, I was living, for three years, I lived in Valencia, California. Oh, wow. Well, my wife went to CalArts for experimental I was going to just say CalArts. Yeah. Because I knew yeah, that's you probably we were weren't there. a groundskeeper at Magic Mountain. <laughs> no, I was a baker, <laughs> but I was right by Magic Mountain. Yeah, yeah I know, I know, I know. I know. But a lot of good music, music uh, Leo Wada, uh, Wadada Smith, right, is CalArts. There's a lot of good stuff that comes out of there. A lot yeah. of good stuff. And, and punk stuff, too. I think the suburbs and... I mean, going way back at the beginning of the movement, you had uh, some people from there. Okay, so he, he fellow fellow musician at CalArts? No, I didn't go to oh, CalArts. No, your, My wife did. Your wife did. I'm sorry. Yeah. So it's guilt by association. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. It, but interesting. So uh, did you guys ever, has there ever been a Tell Harmonium gig? No, there hasn't. It's so far. It's been that one album, but we're trying to get back at it soon. Okay, and that and now, you know you also gave me. We're going to play the next and the last chunk of music for this edition. Polovox. Yeah, that's me and Graham. Okay, and people, Graham's been on the show, and in fact, we thanked him at the beginning for the connect that we're doing right now. Okay, yeah. and, and how did you meet Graham? So Graham contacted me first. Uh, he, I had done a remix on Bandcamp for something, and he asked me if I would do a remix of some of his previous work. Oh, so he knew you for, for your music, yeah, or, your, yeah. or your remixing skills. Yeah, I had done I had done some some remixing. Uh, I th- I think just on yeah, just using you know your your standard DAW. Okay, okay, yeah. See that, that that's a good way to put it there. And it's like when people say Google it. No, use a search engine, asshole. Don't brand it. <laughs> Don't be a fucking shill, right? Okay, l- l- let's keep people uh, uh, from waiting to hear the Polovox. But uh, first, one more Death Tape Super Bass song. <laughs> 
subject, subject, biological imbalance in an upland Arizona valley.
for Pedro Show, last chunk of music for this edition. Started it off with Death Tape Super Bass doing Box Spring Electro. Did you use an actual box spring? No, I can't remember where I came up with that title from. I think no, that's I just... asked that because two musicians I ended up playing with, that's how they yeah. met, was some experiment. I think it was at a music university that they were both part of. And they had, one was a drummer and one was a guitarist, but they it was experimental, right? So they're playing like, yeah, these box springs, they told me, with little right contact on. mics on it. Moldom and Al Balmore after that with pool cess. <laughs> I get it. Reverse funeral. Get that? They're not random order, people. Thurston Moore and John Maloney. John Maloney now has been road boss for J-Mask, a dinosaur. Uh, Polavox 
I think they started a, a tour up pretty soon. And then Polovox, what we were talking about before the music people. Pole, people, Latin, Volks, kind of sounds like German for people. People, people. <laughs> no wonder. But a polis is also a city. Yeah, a polis is city. city. Well, we named it after uh, the, the old synthesizer, the Russian synthesizer. Oh, yeah, of course. It's a Ruski name. Yeah, okay. Slam. Yeah, yeah, po- multi-voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Poly, yeah, yeah. Because people, at first, there was a problem. I guess if you wanted them to be like fake keyboards, you couldn't like play more than one note. Right, they're monophonic, yeah. yeah. But so is a trumpet, unless you fucking really overblowing that mouthpiece. <laughs> and this was called biological imbalance. Yeah. Now tell me the process here. Was it trading files? This one was trading files, and this one was me first, I believe. But he contacted you because of the remix thing, right? Oh well, this was like this is like the fourth album Graham and I have done together. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so I was talking more about the early days, and, and this one's down the road a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What, do you have a fifth one planned? Yeah, right now we're working on, uh, or we just finished a Raymond Scott sort of remix album. Yeah. So we, we took Raymond so Scott th- works. this is a lot more ca- uh, current of a proj than uh, Tell Harmonium. Yeah, Tell Harmonium's, I think, a couple of years ago. Yeah, but but you want to uh, restore it. but And then... Uh, death tape super bass that's just always there for you because it's you yeah it's just me <laughs> yeah right so but well it's a resource you know yeah so you know i'm not going to say holding pattern now now where you you mentioned band cape camp a few times so is that your main presence on the internet or is there a uh alex steinmetz uh website i th- there is a death tape super bass.com okay but uh, all great. the music's up at uh, at Bandcamp. That's that's just what it links to. Yeah, yeah, but there's probably links there that take people to that, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so D-E-A-T-H-T-A-P-E-S-U-P-E-R-B-A-S-S.com, people. And uh, it's like having your own fancy when you got your own website, right? Right. <laughs> right? You could you could staple up flyers on those commercial telephone poles, but yeah. always have your own fancy. Yeah. Also... Parallel, parallel universe, I think. I, I, I know I'm a little evangelist about that, but I just, I thought it was one of the good things that was going to come out of the internet. Not just spread lies and hate, but having your yeah. own fanzine. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, what, else, what do you got musically going for the future? I, well, we heard about the project with Graham, and then yeah. going back with, uh, what was his name, Jan? Uh, Jan, yeah. Jan, Jan, I'm sorry. Yeah. What else you got going? Uh, right now it's just death tape super bass stuff, and uh, Graham and I are working on more stuff too. Okay, which which you said is like a remix record with this uh, Scott. Uh, yeah, Raymond Scott. Raymond he, Scott he did sorry. he did a lot of like early electronic stuff, kind sure, of pre Moog. Sure. Yeah. I, I think I've read about it. Believe it or not, in the seventies, there was a station. It's still here, the station, but they had shows like uh, one of them was named after John Cage, Imaginary Landscape, and it was Carl Stone. And, he, oh, okay. and I got to hear all this crazy ass music on Friday nights, you know, real late. And then there's another one called Tezzerac. And they would play this really, you know, Deutsche Grammophon and Hat Hoot and all these things. Yeah. So when the when the movement comes in 76, I kind of had my mind opened up by this experimental music. Meanwhile, you know, right, I'm seeing Arena Rock. First gig is T-Rex, you know. And, it's a weird mix. <laughs> but, you know, at the bottom, at the end of the day, music's music. And that's why well, I like to have all these different kinds of cats on the Watt from Pedro show. So we get free of those uh, Berlin Walls and Gulag shit about 
labeling things. Right. You know? Okay. And uh, so tell me about this latest iteration of Death Tape Super Bass. You think it's going to be a, ch- a sea change from the last stuff? Uh, you know, it's always constantly evolving. It's always changing just because processes change and i try to go for different processes on different albums uh nothing strict but you know something sometimes it's reworking a, th- a bunch of different hours of stuff and sometimes it's just recording a straight live piece and oh it's uh, the, the whittling thing right with too much yeah and then you start uh, look when you get the next one together i'm i'm very curious because <laughs> will you come back on the show and we can play it and talk about the, the tunes and stuff and get into a death tape Super bass album. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you so much, Alex. Truly, keep on keeping on. Uh, people, September 8, 2022 edition. What Pedro shall keep your powder dry.